Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. This episode 35, season 6 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, Mark Stoll from, from California. Good morning. Hi, right, Mark. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm um, not bad. Not bad. Um, so we're just going to go straight into some questions um, that we had from listeners on the back of today's match, North London derby. Um, Zoe Pearson. Question from her. Twitter handle is at z underscore pearson thfc. How badly did we need that win? Did it even? Did it feel even more sweet that we weren't expecting it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was a unexpected win. I think for most people, based on our recent form and and how we've been playing, you know, and how they've been playing as well, they've had some good results in the last couple of games. So yeah, it was it was a good result for us, and it kind of kept us kind of kept us uh, watching for the rest of the season too. I think a lot of people would have switched off today if uh, we had managed to lose this game. Now we've won it. They, we've got that slight little bit of interest left there mm-hmm. trying to finish above Arsenal right yeah yeah I mean it was it was good it's, you know always winning a North London derby is good um, <laughs> um, my honest feelings um, were that I find it very very difficult to get enthusiastic about today beforehand and even after the victory and I don't know if that's just because this season has been shit or the fact that it's just you know said it before it's it's gone on longer than it has um, or the fact that it's football behind behind closed doors or maybe the fact that it's just got down to the point where we're what well, we've moved into eighth place with three matches left we, we, we're above them at the moment there's nothing guaranteed we've still got some work to do but uh, it feels, it feels. I don't know. It feels like, feels like this is the height of our ambition at the moment. It so was great. Left. That's the thing. It was, but it was great. You know, a few seasons ago, it was great when we finished above. Finally, we finished. Finally, finished above Arsenal. Um, what was it twenty seven? This must have been twenty seventeen. And we did it again for the following couple of seasons afterwards. It became the norm. Um, and we used to poke fun at. Arsenal, when it for them they had at this whole you know, thing of finishing above us, it was almost like small town men- men- mentality. When they had nothing else in their season, when they weren't even winning to the trophies that they'd won previously, and I don't know, I just feel a bit, it's a little bit of that with us at the moment. But maybe I'm being harsh. I mean, that's that is how I feel. I mean, somebody listening to this is probably thinking I'm mad, but uh, I'm just I'm telling it as as it is as how I feel. I don't. I'm not overly. Don't know. I can't, I can't. Well, they they finished above us for 21 years. Yeah. Before we finally finished above them, and 
it's not something you want to kind of lose because I think they I think they they make it they make a bigger deal out of it than we do mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned they do they always have done but still you know it's like it's a mental thing you I'd much rather even though both teams are really shit and shadows of their former selves yeah you still kind of want to finish above a moment it to, for me it'd make it worse even knowing that we've been shit this season knowing that a shit team like them that, still finished above us right? yeah that, that kind of puts another nail in the top thing. no that's 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 a fair point i mean in many ways it would have been like you say that that they've been poor and it would have been worse either the fear or the prospect of finishing below them i get that i just i just i'm not maybe overly excited at the moment about yeah, it's, it's all we got left. It's all, yeah, it's, yeah. It's basically, it. it's, all, I, it's all we got left. I think, and it's and, and so it makes a valid point. We, I suppose, going into that game on the back of the two previous matches, three previous matches, even Count Sheffield United, with the you know performances weren't great, um, expectations were low. They'd won a few games, so I don't think anybody really had high expectations going in, into the game. So to that end, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with so it was it was right. And, and and in terms of how badly do we need the win? I know we've only got three matches left, but it could be this could be the thing that kickstarts us on and and ensures that we get over the line in those three matches, get four points, play a bit better. It, yeah, re- it really could. could have been if we had taken our chances. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. we could have gained a lot of confidence from this. We could have really punished them in that last 15, 20 minutes. And I mean, the start of the game, we started fantastically well. They didn't get a shot or a sniff at goal for mm-hmm. 12 minutes. I don't think there was a foul for at least 10 minutes. We just kind of bossed it. And, and we also looked like we had some endeavour about us and we were trying to push the ball in the spaces and, and and do something and then you know their goal came out nothing nothing we could do about that goal really and I don't believe Aurier should have got yellow carded either I thought he won the ball fair and square it wasn't a tackle from behind yeah um, you know but you know it just hurt us it, it knocked us back that goal and we, we just started to lose our confidence we started to turn backwards and face our own goal and it kind of went to the the, the normal script as such trying to feed the ball into Aurier and Sissoko and wait for them to do something and you know inevitably broke down mm. do, do you think I mean you mentioned Aurier do, do you think perhaps he should have done a little bit better in terms of oh I'm not saying he was shit yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was shit but I just don't think he should have got yellow carded the player was almost facing him when he won the ball it wasn't yeah. a tackle from behind That's, it just frustrated me but this was one of those games where there was a, there wasn't fouls for a while. Then suddenly every foul was just a, a, a frustrating foul, a pulling somebody back, stopping the game from flowing from both teams, and it gets to a point where that that drags the game down too, right? Mm. And it, that it felt that way, especially in the second half. Similar sort of question from Nate's Twitter handle is Nate underscore HA. That was a pleasant surprise, but. Was it anything more than that? Yeah, it was just a... a we just barely... We scraped over the line mm. when we should have we should have put them to the sword. Our, our, forward, so, our finishing and our, and our decision-making from Lucas, Kane and Sun today was terrible. There was some... I mean, I, I think there were some positives compared to Everton. OK, you go back to Sheffield United 
we got schooled that day we were poor Everton right we won but that was just an awful game of football and they were pretty shit and Bournemouth will touch upon that in a bit and there's a great deal we can say about that we were, we were pretty poor Nil-nil draw against the team that in the in the releg- in relegation spot, and we didn't even register a shot on target. So the, the bar was quite low anyway. We, so it wasn't too difficult to improve upon that. Um, but it was better. It was it was it was definitely better than those previous games. Um, but at the same time, I just felt both teams were pretty bang average, pretty poor. Both teams defensively looked poor. Um, I think Arsenal's passing on the floor was a lot better than ours. It was crisp. It was quick. Um, a lot of the time, I was just looking at us, and I could just see Hugo hoofing it and make maybe that's a game plan. But he'd hoof it up the field, would lose the ball. We looked really disjointed. Um, yeah, that's you know, we look better today, but we st- we still just look a team short on confidence, short on. Almost as if you've just grouped together a group of new players for the first time, and they don't have that familiarity. Except we haven't, because they do. They do want do all know each other. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, we just we just we just laboured, and you know, the first half, I thought I thought Kane and Son, they worked. They worked pretty hard today, especially some. They pressed a lot from the front, and there were many times in the first half where they closed players down. The players got past them, but then it was like, where's the second wave? Where's the second line? They're looking, and Lucas is, you know, 15 yards away, or he's not in the right spot. We kind of tidied that up, and that's what created those chances in the second half. But you also felt like I was, I was getting really pissed off because I'm thinking, well, does he even want to win this game? He's not making any subs. Mm. It took so long to make subs when Arsenal had all the possession. They had all the possession in the second half, and I'm like, well, he's not telling me that he wants to win. So I was getting really frustrated. What? Uh, so Bergwijn was that the first sub for Mora, I think. Yeah. And that was that was late into the game. Um, yeah. I'm not sure whether it happened. I know we made a substitution immediately after we scored, which was um, that was a second sub, which was skip for Lasalso. but that one I registered. But just before it, I saw Bergwijn. I was like, well, when the fuck did he come on? Um, was it before the goal? Did I just miss it? But it was anyway. It was it was late. Um, it did strike me that our fans gave a lot of stick to Pochettino, rightly or wrongly, wrongly, rightly probably in some ways that he delayed substitutions to late in the game but Jose did exactly the same today very yeah. odd very odd um, and Dombele another game where Dombele doesn't feature who oh, just touched on Bournemouth slightly but I thought he did I thought he did okay against Bournemouth when he came on second half he was one of our shining lights perhaps on that day well yeah he, he wasn't too bad he was trying and, and the way they tired and the way we started just putting their defence in a mess it, you could say it was made for him it, he could have come on for for La Celso more than likely mm. and played instead of Skip but you know I think Skip's overdue a run a run in the yeah. team too it's like fuck it why not just do it Session I mean he made the bench today but what does he have to do to get some some game time 
Tanganga made the bench today, right? That was good. Yeah, yeah. No, that was good. He's obviously back from his injury, but I didn't really expect him to. No, to I feature, was surprised but, he was even on the bench. But yeah, I just, I'm just, it's just a bit frustrating when you think perfect opportunity for at some point to introduce fresh legs to, to give Session a run, run out. Don Bellet. Oh, yeah, we got we got players like Lamella that you know he's going to come in and he's going to you know put in 20 minutes worth of work into 10 minutes mm. and, and fire us up and drive us forwards and it, I was surprised I was surprised he didn't start to be yeah. quite honest I was just I was just frustrated with Lucas again Jeff just frustrated with me he, he is really good at making the wrong decision really good at it so many times he just he just strikes me I'm, I'm not his biggest fan he just strikes me as a Mourinho player somebody that works hard that runs around and does fuck all else. <laughs> you know, down. He's not. He's not the. Um, he just doesn't maybe have the flair. Um, that goal going forward, but he will run around. He will track back, and if his manager tells him track back, he'll do it. Um, Look, we've won. That's you know that that's a positive. Yeah. Um, that's you know that that's good, and we are above Arsenal. As you said earlier, we're we're, we're um, we don't have much else really to sort of cling on to. We've got three games left. We're in the driving seat. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to look at their fixtures because there's probably no reason to. If we if we're in pole position now, we can just win. In theory, we could win all of our games and finish above them and finish at least 8th maybe higher if Sheffield United and Wolves drop, drop some points um, whether we will I don't know um, let's see we've got a question from Andy Ireland um, his Twitter handle is at AIsland86 great derby win one goal conceded in three is this the start of Jose Mourinho nothing I've seen. I'd have to see five, six games in a row of something different for me to even venture that into that way of thinking. I don't. I don't see it. I. I still. For me, I would still. I'm still not happy with us going into it, even if it's not really much to play for. No fans there in a derby, playing and allowing, giving up possession and not attacking and driving forwards in a derby is. That make me too happy. Put mm. it that way. Win or not, right? I think that yeah, it was just like I said earlier. Just so much still, you can see that that's not right. That doesn't feel right today. Yeah. Even even in the you know even after a victory against North London rival. Um, that takes us above them. They, I just, they just feel something that's quite not right. And maybe if it was a one-off game and we weren't great today, I could sort of, but still get the win. I could sort of accept it. And just, you know, that's fine. It's just the fact that it's, game, it's been a backdrop of shit performance against um, Bournemouth for nil-nil. Okay, clean, clean sheet there. Clean sheet against Everton. Shit performance, one-nil win, but just, just awful and then the 3-1 um, defeat to Sheffield United and I've, I've heard a lot of people say give Jose time um, and that's you know that's fair enough um, it, it's going to take take a while for any manager to put 
his stamp on 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 the squad. He hasn't had a full season. He's not really had a pre-season. We've talked about the need for rebuilding that squad before, um, but he's still got good players at his disposal. And when you take on a team like Bournemouth the other day, forget about today. If you take when you take, take on a team like Bournemouth the other day, who are in the bottom of the table, second from bottom, whatever it is, second third from bottom. Away from home, they've been pretty poor after the restart. I actually went into that game. I think the pod I did with Gilly, I was I was confident we'd get a win. I thought they'll, they'll, they'll come out, they'll play, we'll hit them on the break, we'll get a couple of goals. I was expecting a much better performance there than against um, Everton. Absolutely. And we were shocking, and we were absolutely shocking. And I just I don't think in anybody's fucking language that's acceptable. I really don't. And my my fear is this is yeah this is. Um, Andy says, is this the start of Jose? This is, we've already seen the start of Jose, and this is just a long continuation. Yeah, yeah there'll be the odd game, we, you know, against Arsenal earlier this season against City, where we'll, we'll get a result and it will appease the fans for a game or two. But there's been too much dross played, too many poor results along the way. I think, I think this prolonged season has kind of conjured up some kind of illusion for fans that Jose's only just got this team you know he's had him for long enough to start making a difference and I don't believe he has made a difference it was quite surprising today that he actually, we actually played in a game where it looked like we had adjusted our tactics based on our opposition's weakness and started pressing their defenders other than that it's just like the same thing it's like well it doesn't matter who we're playing this is how we're going to play Right, and it's and it hasn't been getting anywhere for me. It's just been like flogging a dead horse. Well, we've had he's had the players for almost eight months. Mm-hmm. If we consider that, I don't know, three months of that they weren't training. Um, they did. They had some training sessions over Zoom or whatever Teams mm-hmm. bollocks. But um, you know, on the training when in with the players. Um, I think there was, there was a gap of, I don't know, two or three months because of COVID. But that's still five months he's had. Therefore, yeah. playing time, time on the training pitch, time to, to, to drill ideas. Even yeah. if you accept the fact the squad needs a rebuild, he's brought a few players in in January. His players, Bergwijn, right? He looks, looks, looks a good signing. Um, Jetson. If he can play consistently. If, well. Right. Yeah. Um... And and surely, no, no one's expecting to suddenly change it around and for us to suddenly be finishing top four um, and winning trophies this season because we got off to a bad start. So to go from that to turn it around suddenly is a bit of a tall order. And if, and if you accept the playing squad needs a bit of a refresh, then it's not nothing's going to happen this season. Totally get that, but I still expect a bit more. And it just feels as though we've regressed. I, I don't see where whether we're any different now than where we were back in back on the 19th of November when he took over for, no. when Poch got the sack. Um, and if somebody says, "Well, back then we were 14th," well, with all due respect, there wasn't a big points-wise. There wasn't actually a big at the time um, gap between 14th and and where we are now, 8th, it was, it was academic. It looked worse because 14th is bottom you know, bottom of the table, uh, bottom half of the table, but 
um, that created a false impression. I think. I think we 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 look just as poor, just as inconsistent as we as we did earlier in the season. Well, I, where we are now is is just not good enough. Even more so in in what's been a terrible Premier League season, full of inconsistent teams. Mm. We we this is shocking, absolutely shocking that we're in this position. We should be where Leicester are, quite comfortably, probably, or maybe even you'd expect us to be just behind City at this point. Who you know, by the way, how many games they lost? Nine games, and they're in second place. It's been an awful season, it really has, and you know the. I don't believe that has much bearing on it. League position, it's the number of points and and the style of play, and I don't, I haven't seen him really stamp anything on us yet. You know, you'd expect something by now. It, it hasn't happened for me either. Okay, so where where do we go from here? So in the short term, we've got three three more matches. We've got Newcastle away. Wednesday, then we've got Leicester home a week today, and then we finish off with Palace away in a fortnight. Um, obviously, the objective would be to win all three matches, and if we do that, we, we will at the very least will finish eighth and above Arsenal, possibly higher, depending on teams above us how they do. We can't um, alter that. We can only do our own thing, which is win our. Firstly, do you think that's achievable? Can we win those three matches? Or are you still, or do you feel that, despite the fact that we've got a win today, despite the fact that it was a North London derby, despite the fact that maybe it's going to give us a boost, there's still too much fundamentally wrong this season, and particularly in the last few games. That's yeah. well, I mean, what's what's the best Premier League run of games undefeated or run of wins since? February last year. What? What is? The, when have we seen any kind of run from us? I think off the top of my head, I think so, including Poch. I think two, maybe three at most. I'm not sure if you've even got three wins. I'll have to look look that up. That's I mean, that's a good point. I mean, we're not. <laughs> we haven't made a run. We yeah. have not made a run. We have not. We were, you know, we were spoiled before we used to go into games expecting a win expecting to score goals expecting to create chances and we did and it's all kind of ebbed away I mean we win our last three games it's really not going to be anything special it's you know it'll excite some people and it'll get people going but I doubt I, I doubt it I doubt it. I could see us I'd be happier for us to just go undefeated to be quite honest Jav mm. I'd be happy for us just not to lose one of those games at this point. The fact that you're that the fact that you're thinking along those lines tells me that basically, well, basically you've, you, you've probably got about as much confidence as I have. It's just it's too close there's, to call. There's no meaning to it at the end of it either, really. Like I said, we haven't been on a run. There's no, they haven't given us anything, yeah, any consistency to give us that real hope. I don't think. Okay, longer term, that's that's this season. I mean, like like I said, you know, it goes one or two ways. But we either don't get four points, or we get four points and we finish eighth, or maybe higher. But it's not still. It's going to be tough. Beyond that, next season, um, in terms of the squad, well. We'll talk, we'll talk about the playing staff in a bit, but in terms of the overall 
direction of the club. Um, I know David's when he's been on the pod, he's he's very sort of um, very pro Enoch or pro Levy, and and you know always puts a passionate and rational case for what they've done and that they're the right people for the club you, you obviously you've got a lot of people who are eating out where do you stand on that do you think there needs to be a change in ownership to get to move the club forward um you know is, is this a problem line not with whether it's Poch or jose or somebody else it's in, in a sense it's like academic do you do, do you actually do we actually need new owners are willing to invest a little bit more in the playing staff or or is the problem actually the manager is he not the right fit for us and if that's the case who would you suggest or is it even too too early to talk about that does he deserve a bit more time um, when it comes to ownership I mean seriously if we, if any of us think we can stomp our feet and that's just going to happen and change overnight. They got another thing coming, you know. Any time, any time ownership of a club happens, it it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. It takes some time. It's got to be agreed. Blah blah blah. That's that's unrealistic. And at this point, I still, I still trust. I trust whoever's running the club to run the club in its best interest. For me. I, I just don't I don't look that deep into it because it's like I don't know how to run a fucking football club I don't know all the ins and outs I haven't had to they've had to deal with this you know a huge loss in money as well you know the timing of a lot of this is just awful everything is just really bad there's not a lot of positives around us or the game right now so we can't expect big changes but for me I would happily, I would happily go a transfer window without buying anybody if it meant we got rid of Mourinho. I just think he's the wrong person for the job. There's a, it's, a, it's a big job. It's exactly the same as it was for me as when Pochettino came in. Maybe worse because there's a lot of players there that we know they can be fan, brilliant. You know, they can be world class. But there needs to be a clean broom making a clean sweep in there but it needs to be somebody who's positive as well and I just I don't believe Mourinho's the man for the job I would and I'm not happy with his attitude towards games like today is I, don't, I find it I still find that negative and I don't expect that in a derby that way of playing giving up possession like that allowing the other team to have the ball that's not for me and I don't like the way he talks about the club either. I don't. I never. You'd never hear. And I know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a comparison of Pochettino, but you could put a bunch of other managers' names in that spot. It's like, I'd never hear them say that we're a small club. We can't compete with Manchester City and Liverpool, and you know we can't go spending the money. Pochettino would never fucking say that. I don't want to hear that as a fan. I certainly wouldn't want the players hearing that either. You're 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 belittling us. You're mm. putting us down. That's that's negativity. Saying things like that. Okay, financially we can't compete. But say financially. Don't just say we can't compete and we're not a big club. 
That's bullshit. I don't want to hear that from a manager. It's not the right attitude. And we have competed with them to the point where they're damn scared of us. Everybody was scared of us. Now they're not. Now they're laughing at us. I mean, seriously, he's, he's not the right man for the job. Okay, so who, who is the right man, according to you? Who would Who's you have? Right? I would have got. I would have done the same thing over again. I would have got a young, hungry manager with new attitudes, new ideas, with a bit of, but with balls and structure and, and a, a formulated plan. And for me, at the time, I would have said Nuno at Wolves. I think has got a superbly organised yeah. team. Yeah, they can play on the counter, but when they burst into life. They burst in life. And the biggest thing about Wolves is they've got fight. They will fight. They go da- they go a goal down often, but you- they'll fight back in the games. So I really like Nuno, like I said, young manager. But the other one that's really impressed me is uh, Hasselhussel. Uh, uh, or whatever the hell you say his name. No, yes. go on, say it. Hasselhussel. Hasselhussel. There you go. I mean, yeah. he's, look, look, look at what happened to them when they got absolutely murdered by Leicester mm-hmm. right most teams would have just that would have killed them and he's pulled them all back together and they're playing well for each other they're battling hard they play good football and they, they all know what to do they all know what they're doing and why can't that work for us again why did we look to get somebody completely the opposite why did we think oh what these players need is somebody who's used to winning and a, and a firm hand, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they needed a firm hand, but you can have a firm hand without being a complete dick. But yeah, he, he's not the right man for the job. And he's, he's very, very lucky that there's no fans in the stadium right now. Because if there was fans in the stadium, fucking hell, there would be a lot of booing, Jav. And there would be a lot of disgruntled fans that I, I truly believe that. And it's going to be very interesting to see how ticket, season ticket sales are by the end of next week in comparison with previous years. Um, yeah, my own thoughts on that is a lot of people, lot of season ticket holders complain, but when push comes to shove, they'll, they'll renew. And I think the ones who don't will be the ones who you know, can't for legitimate reasons, financial reasons or right. COVID and the impact that's had on maybe their livelihoods in terms of jobs etc which is fine you know that's that's perfectly there's always economic factors always come come into it regardless of who the manager is I, I, I'm, I'm well, well yeah it'll be interesting to see but I'm not I'm sure there are a lot of people who say fuck it I'm not going to renew but we'll do because mm-hmm. because being a Spurs supporter is too much in your DNA and your blood and it's difficult to yeah, to, it's, to, it's to, difficult to, to turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, it's difficult yeah. to turn it down. And the problem is, if you are if you are a season ticket holder, you basically, if you do decide not to renew, that's it. You're, you've you've bottom, lost it. Yeah, you're on a bottom of ladder, and it takes, you know, it might the opportunity to get back up that ladder might never arise in your life in your lifetime. So there's that consideration. Club have almost got over a barrel just because of that I do you know the thing I fear about oh, just with Jose with any ma- with any manager that turns out to be the wrong appointment um, and there are fans who will say give him more time okay fine if he, it's if the he damage. does it's the damage it's, yeah. he's going to do because he's going to 
he's got a transfer window. He's going to have a transfer window in the summer. He's going to buy his own players, which is the right thing to do. Any manager should be allowed to do that. They should be able to put their stamp their own entity on the team. But you know, what if it doesn't work out? And within six or twelve months, and we know with with Jose, we, we we've seen at other clubs, he doesn't really remain in positions for long periods of time the, the two places where he did really well and he left on his terms on a high one of them was Porto very early on in his career and the other one was Inter mm-hmm. Chelsea in the end first time round <laughs> didn't work out in the end when it went it went a bit south um, second spell at Chelsea went that way in the end wasn't there that long Real Madrid uh, he did have a fantastic one fantastic season in amongst it all but the relationship was pretty much soured there um, with certain players and and he was very sort of grumpy and that doesn't last very long and the United one that there was ever a club which wasn't actually a good fit and he felt it at the time and I remember talking with um, with non well with other Spurs fans looking at it objectively from the outside and we were looking at we are just discussing football we are discussing United I remember saying that he's just not the right fit he's just a really strange choice and that went pear shaped and I just feel with us that it's almost like a glove and you've got a glove and you've got the fingers that go in the glove and he's one of these fingers but it's, it's the wrong it just doesn't fit like it's just like the it just doesn't you know he's not the right fit it, 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 it definitely isn't and he um, I think the amount of time Jose Mourinho is going to be given by any club is dra- is shortening drastically each club because of the recurring themes that keep cropping up whenever he's in charge I I, I think he'll be gone by Christmas I do. I think. I think. I think it, there's already discontent. There's already, you know, guns pointing at, starting to point at him anyway. And I don't think he'll win the fans over either. The problem is somebody else. If somebody else will come in after that, and they'll inherit a whole load of players that be existing. Some of the existing players plus another ones that have been brought in by Jose in the summer, and then we go again. We're just in transition. We're just in a state of flux. Um, the, the scary thing it's scary because he's not the manager you want it when your club's in this position he's just not he's not he's, he's not a manager that's made for this kind of position he's a manager that comes in when there's a core there and he adds a little sprinkle on top you know what I mean I don't think he's created a core a core team in a long time right a core a spine in a team yeah um, that he's no good for that and also I just his style of play I mean who is he going to buy and, and I, is he going to is he going to make the, the, the deep cuts that he needs to make because there are some deep cuts that need to be made there's a lot of players in our squad that we love and have been brilliant for us but for our club's sake and for their career's sake they need to move on ok so one of those players uh, was mentioned. We had a question from Liam. Um, Spurs Liam 7. He says, Kane was getting noticeably frustrated with the lack of service he was receiving. Is it just a matter of time before he leaves? Who knows? 
I, I mean, who knows? But I don't think I don't think Kane Kane's as coveted as we we like to believe he is. And even if he even if he was available, how many clubs have got the money that we're going to ask? Not I'm not particularly saying, now well, in the current right, climate. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying he's worth. I don't, he's not worth two hundred million, right? We know that. Not really. But especially with the injuries and his mm-hmm. his form has dropped. Yeah. Some of it due to being in a poor team as well, but still, he's not worth what we want. We want to get for him either. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to come back into form and be more like his real self for anybody to really be willing to pay that amount of money. But I don't think he's as held, held in as high esteem as we're led to believe either. I mean, I I, I think he'll he'll be there for another twelve months. So that'll take him to his twenty eighth yeah. birthday. Um, he'll get a little bit closer to Jimmy Groove's record in that time. We've got the Euros next summer. I don't think he'll risk a move before then. I think it's possible twelve months from now he might leave, particularly mm-hmm. if we ha- if we've done fuck all in the next twelve months and the next season. Um, mm-hmm. Just going back to Andy Ireland's question because you know we've we've had a little bit of a moan about Jose and about performances and and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm trying to. Trying to look for a positive spin. So he, the, the, he said, "Is it? Is this the start of Jose Mourinho? You know, one goal conceded in, in three. Is it, is it a sign of? I mean, none of us have got a crystal ball. I mean, I, I, I just think for me, I don't have a great deal of faith because because style of football is not attractive to watch. Um, the way for larger periods today, where we're just sitting back." Um, we're looking to hit them on the counter. But they're a shit team. I mean, if they were, don't get me wrong. If we we're playing against, like when we played Liverpool earlier this season or Man City, they are good teams, right? And we used to go toe to toe with them under Poch, but probably because we a that was the style of football we played, but b we fancied ourselves to do that. Don't think we can do that now, right now at present with those teams. So that's fine. I've got no issue playing well, counter attacking football but against Arsenal. No, that's. Depressing. So I, I see no signs of that changing. I see no signs of the football changing. Um, but yeah, if if we start getting consistent results, wins first and foremost, and stop the rot, the, the, the rot, and that that's how the season ends, and we can continue that into the next season, and the football's a bit better. And if dare I say it, some trophies come, then I. Stand corrected, and, and he's the right man. But I just, I just don't see any evidence of that, that right now. I really, truly, I can't, I can't see us playing any different. And I don't, I just don't think it's acceptable. I'm sick and tired of. I keep seeing stuff on social media. People saying, "Oh, you know, I've been following Spurs for 30 years, and we haven't won many trophies. And maybe we need to, maybe for two or three seasons, we need to not do it the Spursy way and play certain, you know, attractive football." And just for two or three seasons, gets get some trophies. Are we that fucking desperate? Are we that desperate for trophies that no. we just want to do it the wrong way? Because if we win the next, if we win thirty-eight matches next season, and that's a bit of an exaggeration. But if we did, or best part of thirty-eight matches and won the league, don't get me wrong, I would take that. But I'd probably watch the, the games on CFAX if that was still a thing. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother watching the games. I'd be. I'd go out and do other stuff, and then I'll come in and I'll be. Oh, right, we'll just check the score. If we won, oh great, so we won. Why would I? Why would I want to invest time and money 
right. into something which isn't enjoyable. For me, football is it's about entertainment, it's about enjoy it's about enjoyment. It's also about winning games and winning trophies, of course. But I don't get this notion of we'll take that, we'll take trophies for a couple of seasons, but bear with playing poor football. Um, and I, and I, I just feel that that's that is going to be the Mourinho way, unfortunately. I think I think Mourinho's Inter and his Real Madrid teams are what that's his ideal. That's he wants yeah. us to to have teams come at us. We chew them up, spit them out, and we run up the other end and we put the ball in the net and we keep you know we keep we take teams apart that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and easily control games but we don't have the players for that and that's the frustrating thing too good managers adjust how they play based on what they have available and with hit, with Jose you feel like he's just keeps trying to you know slam uh, something round into a square hole and and it's not going anywhere but we're going to keep trying it and it's just, just not good enough we need we need so much. We need to be realistic as to where we are, where we stand, where some a lot of these players stand. Look at their stats compared to other seasons. Look at what they've done. And we need to get rid and get the right people in. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. And we we need defensive midfielders so badly. Mid the yeah. middle is such a problem and one player isn't isn't enough. One player is not enough for that middle. Oh you need I mean, like if we got I said it before, but if we got say a Wanyama sixteen seventeen player mm-hmm. today, fantastic. But we've also got to bear in mind that he might pick up an injury over the course of the season. We need he two might of them, be, we need, we need to, exactly. We need to, we, we need two of them. I mean, we don't have that season. He would win the ball quickly, so that was really good. He would win the ball high up the pitch, and we could attack. Right? They didn't have to sit back. There was no need to sit back and hit teams on the counter. You'd win it, and then you could attack. We had we had that. We had the shield in front of Toby and Jan at yep. the time, which which we don't now. And arguably, you could say, and there's a case for common belief is that Jan's going to leave the club, and that's fine. You know, he's he's. Um, Probably on the decline. He's, he's every, you know, time stops for no man. I get that, but there's a case if we're playing a certain other way and we're playing with a with a low block and not a high line, um, then you make you could make an argument for actually having Yan. You don't necessarily need somebody with a great deal of pace. You can play a little bit deeper, but then I think you need a, a shield, a bit like with our, I hate to give this example, but Arsenal in the late nineties. Their back four was aging, but they had Petit and Vieira right in front, right. and that that prolonged that prolonged and helped the career of Gilberto. Of, yeah, like that, 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 right? that helped. That helped, and we, we don't have that. I just look at the team today of the outfield. Play, I know you're perhaps not Lloris's biggest fan, but of the outfield players, I look at I think Sergio the ones that started today, Sergio I think that position needs to be sorted out. We've not addressed that right back slot since since the summer we sold Carl Walker. I think that it was a mistake to sell Trippier last summer without a replacement. He had a bad season, we know that, um but prior to that he was fine, he was a decent squad player. Um left back I think Ben is solid, but I think we need a bit we need a bit more in there. If, if Rose is now going to be moved on, then 
some we need somebody else whether that's session I don't know or if it's somebody else then you know that need that area needs strengthening center backs I, I really don't know I think on paper they all look Toby Sanchez okay Yam's getting on Toby I like Jaffa Foyth I really don't know if he's got a future in the club on paper you've got decent-ish players but but their stats you know Toby's stats aren't what they were previously and then the midfield um yeah ball winner we need a ball winner we need a we need a creative player as well is that man Lo Celso I don't know we need, all, it, we need all, all rounders you know what I mean we need people that can do everything in the middle we need them to be able to defend you know, make smart passes, keep the ball, be comfortable on the ball, and make good probing passes. And that's where we've really missed out lately, I think, is our central midfielders have not been anything other than just a placeholder. How much of a, how much of a blow was it not getting Fernandez? That's just... I mean, that... Do you know the worst thing about that is, imagine if we hadn't been linked with him and, and he signed for United... And as fans, we'll be looking at him. Oh, we should have, we should have got that player. Oh, he was good. Why didn't we? The, the the thing that makes it criminal is we were actually linked with him. We were close to signing him. He was ours if we paid a little bit more. And yeah. you know, and I, and I think he's the sort of player that would have, if his if his impact impacts at United have anything to go by, he would have had an instant impact for us in terms of goal goal scored, goals created. But also, I think it would have given a lift to other players. Well, yeah, because he's always always looking positively. He's always looking to do something different. He's, and that's what we need. And I think we've got players who can do that. But there's not a collective confidence, right? And it spreads. And or if something goes wrong in a game, and we we start to go back into our shelves and 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 stand down. I mean, I think the Celso is a fantastic player, real talent, but. He's not going to be if we ain't got the right players around him to allow him to play his game. We're gonna mm. we're gonna ruin him. We've got a possible a real gem there, but it's down I mean, to us to to shine him up. Even Dombele, that there's you know whether he's got the work ethic or he works hard is another another matter. But he's got talent. He's got ability. Um. I just feel with that one, we've either got to make it work or he's got to make it work. Or move him on in the summer and get some money for him. But I, but I fear that if we did move him on, on in the summer, we would probably take a hit. Yeah, but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, he could also he could also be a poison within the squad if he's got that poor of an attitude that we just need to get him out. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced by him. I'm sure you know that. I'm not convinced yeah. by him. I'm not convinced by him mentally, uh, intellectually that he's he's smart enough to become a good player. I just I don't see it. And and mm. j- as good as he is attacking, that's not good enough for the Premier League. You've got to be out of tackle. You've got to work your ass off. And you know, look at Son and Kane today. They worked damn hard. Do you think? And and on Bele, that's your job every game to to work hard like that and he doesn't he doesn't even warm up when he comes on a sub he's not even warming up it's like well what are you trying to get injured I just see I just see it. it, it he gives the impression that there's a real stubborn streak there and, and 
if that's the case then at some point we've got to cut our losses but we've also you know we're also at the point where it's like you know fuck it just play him three more games play him and say look these three games are going to make or break whether we decide to to keep him or get rid of him because the longer you keep the longer you keep him and he fails the the more his value declines too well, what if it puts him in the shop window as well should yes. we should, should we decide to move him on you mentioned Sun and Kane I mean we did they were two positives, I guess, from today. Um, I think I thought Kane looks a lot sharper. Than Just their finishing Essen. today was yep. poor. I think that 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 chance where Kane broke through on the left and and dinked it through for Sun, I felt like I don't know whether what what Sun was trying to do there, but I kind of felt like he he shit out of that one a little bit. I mm. felt like he could have could have got he could have scored there. It's a little bit frustrating. But yeah, they they were better, but they need to pass to each other more. And then there was another opportunity where some went through easy pass through to Kane, and he decided to try and shoot. They both they both do it to each other, pretty much, don't they? Both frustrate the shit out of each other by shooting. One day you think one day it might click, and then you start sharing the goals around. Um, right. Let's go five. Okay, final, final question we had from David Fornell, who said, who asks, who's your player of the year? So, um, yesterday, most season ticket holders and season ticket holders members would have got an email from the club asking them to vote for their player of the season. And I looked at this. I don't. I've got to admit, I don't. I don't necessarily vote every every year. There've been years where I've just felt quite apathetic about it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel. So yeah, I'm a bit indifferent about it, but I looked at it. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, I can't think of anyone. I, li- I can't, I can't make a case for anybody. Even the certain players haven't played enough. I feel they've been injured too many times. Yep, they've missed parts of the season, and I think for 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 that for that um, awards, I think they've got to. I feel they've got to play some number of games over the course of the season. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, it's not really rep- representative. If they've, you know, if they've had one good month, well, that's not you know representative of the season. And they've got to do it consistently. I just I struggle to think. And the, the really depressing thing is, even in the shit times in the nineties and the early noughties when we had really shit seasons, there'd always be one player that yeah. would do something. Even if he got ten or fifteen goals, if somebody got ten or fifteen goals, you know, goals, or it might be I don't know, Stephen Carr when he broke on the scene, he, he might have been yeah. a standout player. There was somebody <coughs> worked hard. I yeah, think there's, if, a, there's a little shining light somewhere. Yeah, right. I think I think possibly. I don't know. I need to check. But I've, I've got a feeling a few years ago. Must have maybe it was the Sherwood season. I don't know. Um, and I think Hugo was like our best player that that year I could be wrong but I, I, I just seem to think there was there was a year where we, where the goalkeeper was like the best player because everybody else was pretty shit I can't make the case for anyone I mean unless you you, you can think of somebody that's had a the only um, no, nobody's nobody's stood out and it, if anybody stood out it's been for a very uh, small period of time right like Lamella started the season he went for a little run mm-hmm. 
Son went for a little run. He was playing terrible, but yep. he, for some reason he was scoring goals. Yep. You know, and getting assists, but he was playing. He wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, the only real shining light out of this, and it again, it was for a small period of time, was Tanganga. I was going to say, yeah, just around about that time, beginning of this. Must have been January, I think, or February. I can't remember. Around about that time, I thought there were two things that to the two things that stood out for me. One of them was Taganga, and at that point, Lacelso. Yeah. But I haven't been overly impressed with Lacelso post restart. Um, I don't think that's any reflection on, on him as a footballer, as a person. That could be. I know that. I think there was he was carrying a bit of a knock during the yeah. shutdown period, and and Jose suggested that that they couldn't give him the treatment that he required and, and and if you recall he didn't start the first match I think against United right and I think one of the other games well the Sheffield United game was the Bournemouth game one of those he came off so there might be reasons there but yeah post restart whatever reason he's not been you know but there was a spell early in the season him and I liked what I saw of him and Taganga but it was just a short period of time and that to me doesn't warrant enough to be no. the player of the season but then nobody else has either that, and I, wouldn't, that's... I wouldn't vote I wouldn't vote nobody deserves it nobody stands out nobody des- I, I would just be like well, yeah, I'm just not going to vote it's not worth it you're just searching right at this point you're just searching for someone because you have to you feel you have to I mean it definitely it's not Hugo he's been decent since the restart but before that no you know awful Mm. Plenty of mistakes. There's there's nobody that's been anywhere near consistent. Mark, wish you'd be happy and joyous after a North London um, derby victory, but yeah, we should. It doesn't. It just doesn't feel. I don't know. I don't. I just. I just don't feel that. Yeah. No, because it, sure. it's you know it's because of the performances. It's because of the the style of the performances and also you know we've we're locked in this pre-season pre-season yeah. situation right this is like I mean, a pre-season to pre-season yeah this is what i just wanted the season season null and void or all right and if it's just a question of giving liverpool the league giving them the league and just go again next season go again next season okay if need be if it's got to be with jose if it's got to be give them 12 months which i'm not I can't say I'm particularly enthusiastic about, but all right, I'll you know give them the benefit of doubt. But no, it don't yeah. even look like don't even look like fucking West Ham is going to get relegated <laughs> now. I was clinging on to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a pile of shit still in the Premier League. I really was... hope they were going. Uh, my only hope with that is the Villa won today, um, and they do play West Ham in the final game of the season they're still four points adrift they're they're reaching it's a stay of execution I think yeah and I think I think if West Ham regardless of what I haven't done the maths but I think I think if even if Villa were to win their next next match West Ham need four points from the next two and that would keep them up pretty much maybe maybe even three points I think Leicester are going to relegate Bournemouth today anyway All right. All right, so then it's a toss between Claret and Blue. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, 
we're recording the next podcast on Sunday. Um, uh, by then, we would have played Newcastle and, um, and it's actually the same day that we play Leicester at home. Um, hopefully, things will be a bit more upbeat by then, but I don't, I don't hold my breath somehow. <laughs> um, Mark, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Jav. Um, this has been the Tottenham Family Podcast.